In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I don't know if all of you will agree with me on this one, and it might actually be a, a good thing if you don't, but maybe some of you are like me, and you find that there are very few things in life more embarrassing, more frustrating, and more demoralizing than, than having to make a U-turn. Maybe you know what I mean, right? To, to admit that you don't know where you're going, that you've gotten off track, that your sense of direction isn't quite as good as you thought it would, to waste your, your time, and to have to admit that you're going in the wrong direction and to turn around and come back exactly the same way that you came. There are very few things in life more embarrassing, sometimes frustrating, and demoralizing than making a U-turn. Now, I have made plenty of u had to make plenty of U-turns in my life. Uh, maybe my wife uh, has some memories of some. Um, but there's one time in particular where I was watching, observing uh, the passenger in the passenger seat of a U-turn. Uh, I had just started my work as a youth worker at a church, and one of the first jobs they had given me was to lead a confirmation retreat. Uh, we had a family in the congregation who had this house on a river, and we were going to spend a few days having fun and being in the water, but then studying God's Word. And so we piled up into a couple of minivans with a few moms driving. I was a passenger in one. Uh, back was full of kids, and we made our way there. And for the first half an hour or so, I was busy getting to know some of the kids, and they were busy talking and yelling and shouting, and there was music playing. And I was trying to get to know this, this mom who was driving, and uh, so I didn't notice right away that the GPS had kept on telling us to take every exit that we were just speeding right by, and it took me a few more exits before I realized that we had missed our exit, that we had gone much too far, and that the GPS at least seemed to be telling us to, to get ourselves turned around. And uh, at, at first I was kind of hesitant to say anything because I was new and I didn't want to ruffle any feathers and I, I kind of thought to myself, well, this woman has been here before. She knows where she's going. Uh, but after a few more exits, I, I thought, I have to, I have to say something. Uh, I think we're way off track here. And so I just politely said, you know, I, I think the GPS at least wants us to turn around. I think we might be headed in the wrong direction. And at first, the woman was nice, but she said, no, I, I know where we're going, and I, I've been watching the signs. Uh, we just have to keep going forward, and so we did, and I didn't think much of it. I, I trusted her sense of direction, but after about a half hour more of that or so, uh, she finally realized that she did not know where she was going, that her sense of direction wasn't as good as she thought it was, that we had wasted some time, and that we had gotten completely off track, that she had led us astray. It wasn't that big of a deal, but I, I could tell that there was a little bit of, of that in her, of that embarrassment, of that frustration, uh, of that feeling of, of, demoral, of being demoralized. And it's hard to make a U-turn. I think it's just as hard, maybe even harder, to make a U-turn in our spiritual lives, to have to admit that we've been headed in the wrong direction and to turn ourselves around. That's, that's not easy, but but it's exactly what we are called to do in our reading for today. Uh, in our reading for today, a, a couple times we heard this call to repent. And that's really what that word repentance means. It, it means a change of direction, a change of heart, a change of mind, a change of, of soul. It, it means to make a, a spiritual U-turn. And uh, that's what we hear from both John the Baptist and Jesus. In fact, it's some of the first things we learn about both of these important characters. Some of the first things out of their mouths are repent, 
Right? First, we heard from John the Baptist, and he came, we heard, uh, baptizing a baptism of repentance. He was bringing people who were headed in one direction into the Jordan River, into the water there. He baptized them, and then they left the Jordan River uh, headed in a, a completely new spiritual direction. And then Jesus shows up. And last time many of us were gathered together, last time we heard about Jesus was just a few days ago, uh, Christmas uh, Eve and Christmas morning, and Jesus at that time was a cute little baby with mom and dad there. But now all of a sudden Jesus is grown up. We heard about him today, and some of the first words out of his mouth are, the time has come, repent, for the kingdom of God is here. Now that word repentance, I think, uh, comes with a lot of baggage. There are a lot of negative connotations about it. When we hear the word, we might think of some aging institution called the church who wants to make us feel guilty and shameful to keep us in line. But that's not really what it's about at all. Repentance is, again, just a a spiritual U-turn, a U-turn that we often need to make because our ways are not God's ways. And because you and I, humanity, and our sin have gotten way off track, and because our sin is leading us down some dark and dangerous paths, and and so today, God calls us to repent, to make a U-turn, to stop where we're going, and to get ourselves turned around, because we're walking down paths of pride and jealousy and consumerism and lies and selfish ambition and God needs to get us turned around from from those paths and and on the right track. He needs to get us pointed in the right direction. You and I, we need to repent. We need to make a U-turn. And and it's not easy though. (laughs) You probably know this from experience. It's not easy because one, it takes a lot of humility to admit that we've been headed in the wrong direction. It's hard to just pivot like that and and to get ourselves turned around. And and the truth is, some of the paths we've been walking that we need to turn around from, they're comfortable to us. And everyone else is walking down them. And it's much easier to just go with the flow and follow those people who are around us. And it's a a lot harder to to turn around and to go one direction while everyone is headed in in the other. It's not easy. And, And we might, in our repentance, feel embarrassed Right? Like, oh my goodness, all the things I've, I've done, I don't even want to say it out loud, let alone think it. Uh, we might feel frustrated be- because we've wasted our time and a whole lot of energy doing things that weren't helping anyone. We, we might feel demoralized because we think to ourselves, we, we should have figured this out a whole long time ago. We should have known better. We shouldn't have put ourselves in this position. We should have walked down these paths. We might feel embarrassed or frustrated and demoralized, but God's call to repent to us today is is not there to make us feel that way. God does not call us to repent so that we would feel embarrassed, demoralized, or frustrated, but he calls us to repent so that we would be free. See, repentance is, is God's way of, of turning you around. It's, it's Jesus' way of grabbing you by the hand or by the heart and, and taking you off of that path of pride and setting you on a path of humility. It's, it's God's way of leading you and guiding you and directing you from a path of jealousy and onto a path of generosity. It's him leading you away from selfish ambition and towards other-centered sacrifice. It's his way of picking you up off of that path of, of lies and, and little half-truths and and onto the path of the way and the truth and and the life. It's God's way, repentance is, of of making you take that spiritual U-turn so that you would be pointed in the right direction and that you would end up where you need to be with him. So you see, repentance, dear brothers and sisters, is nothing to be ashamed of. 
And your, your repentance is not an indictment on your faith. In fact, I, I think it's the opposite. Our, our work of repentance, our act of repentance, is actually a beautiful work of faith. Because none of us here today could make that U-turn unless we were filled by the Holy Spirit. None of us here today could repent and turn our lives around unless Jesus was leading us and guiding us, unless he had grabbed us by the heart and, and made us make that U-turn. And, and so your repentance is not an indictment on your faith. It's nothing to feel embarrassed by or, or guilty of. It's a beautiful work of faith that Jesus is doing for you so that you would end up with him, so that the one who took you by the hand and grabbed you by the heart and turned you around would be the one that you end up with. Uh, that's actually why I feel pretty honored and, and blessed to be in this position as the pastor, uh, to, to, to have this front row seat to all of you. You know, one of the ways that we often start our, our service is through a time of confession and forgiveness, a time of repentance, right? And I feel like I have this front row seat where, where, where together we, we make that U-turn. We let God guide us and turn us around where we confess our sins and say, Lord, we've been walking down some dark and dangerous paths and we've been doing some things that are leading us in the wrong direction. And so we admit that and, and we ask that you would grab a hold of us and point us back towards you. And, and then I have a front row seat to that as, as the words of our Lord and, and his forgiveness and grace are, are poured out and, and spoken. Uh, as a pastor, I've got a number of those front row seats, but there's one more that I'll, I'll close with today that I would like to share with you. It was a beautiful, beautiful uh, gift of God, a work of repentance. Uh, it was actually before I was a pastor, while I was still at the seminary studying, and I had been shadowing a chaplain. We had each been assigned a different nursing home in the St. Louis area. And I was shadowing this chaplain. I had to lead some services at the nursing home. And, and then uh, often I would go with the, the chaplain to deliver communion to the, to the rooms. And there's one room with one woman in particular who was always so happy to see us, just a great woman of faith, so overjoyed and thankful to receive communion, the body and blood of Jesus from us. And, and so we walked into this room, woman's room one day, and she was not happy to see us, though. Uh, she didn't have the same smile on her face. Uh, and, and she actually told us that she could not receive communion that day. Now, I was still new, still green, in, inexperienced. And so I thought to myself that it must be because the doctor told her that she couldn't have wine or eat bread or gluten or something. Or maybe because she was sick. Maybe she had a, the flu or a cold. But she, she began to tell us, actually, that the reason why she couldn't have communion is because she had been holding onto some sin in her heart. That she had these these feelings of anger and bitterness and hatred towards a family member in her life. She began to tell us about this. She, she began to tell us about how this family member had hurt her. And I heard the story and I thought it would have been so easy to justify her feelings, right? And, and it was understandable the way she was feeling, most definitely, after, after the way that this person had hurt her family. But, but she knew that these feelings she had were also not God's. God-pleasing. And she knew that the anger and the bitterness that she was holding onto her heart, in her heart were going to lead her down paths she didn't want to go to places she, she knew would not be good for her or for anyone else. She knew deep inside that she needed to make that U-turn, that she needed to repent. And so that's actually what the pastor suggests that she do. She, the pastor said, well, why don't you repent? Why don't you call that family member on the phone right now and tell, tell them you're sorry? And so she did. And, 
And it was this beautiful moment. It was nothing to be ashamed of or feel guilty about or frustrated by or demoralized by. It was a beautiful moment of faith to watch her, filled with the Holy Spirit, be led by Jesus. And, and after she had hung up the phone, then the pastor said, you know, why don't we repent to God? Why don't we tell him that we're sorry too and, and confess our sins before him? And she did. And another beautiful moment. I think I was just sitting there with my jaw opened at, at what I was watching. Uh, but actually the best part was still to come. Because, you know, waiting for the end of, at the end of the road for us in our repentance is always Jesus. Again, the, the same one that grabs a hold of us is the same one who's waiting for us with open arms. And, and that's what this woman received uh, together. Having made her confession, she received the Lord's Supper. And there in, in that room, we, we celebrated Holy Communion. And Jesus came to her with grace and love and forgiveness and mercy. It was a beautiful work of God that took place in that room that day. And so, brothers and sisters, I I pray that that we would do that hard work, the difficult work of repentance, that as as God's Holy Spirit-filled children, that we would follow our Lord's leading, that we would let him grab a hold of our hearts and get us turned around as hard as it might be. In fact, that's going to be my suggestion to us right now. Uh, Why don't we try it? I'll, I'll actually ask you to rise. Not that God hears our repentance any louder when we're standing, but just to mark this time as special. How about this? I'll I'll lift up a prayer for us to God, and then I'll invite you to confess your sins in the silence of your own hearts. Together we'll repent, and then we'll hear from Jesus, from his words of grace and love and mercy. Let us pray. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, we have heard your call this morning to turn around. We've heard your call of repentance. Lord, we admit, we confess that we have walked down some ways we should not have walked. We have thought things and desired things and spoken things and done things that we should not do. And yet, Lord, we trust that your way is good and we long to follow your leading. And so, Lord, we pray that at this time you would hear our confession, that you would, that you would turn us around by your Holy Spirit. Lord, as we lift up these silent words of confession to you, we we pray that you would receive them in faith and that waiting for us at the end would always be Jesus. And so we confess.